Hello, welcome back for another podcast, still going strong, week in, week out, as the lockdown is easing piece by piece, we're still not allowed to sit in the same room together, really, to be honest, so we're just staying apart and still talking about wrestling. Well, yeah, it's not a complaint, we like doing it, and I suppose we could sit in the same room if we wanted, but... I mean, I'm easy with it. It's what you're comfortable with as well. So yeah, I just don't think it's a good idea to be in in houses at the moment. Anyway, if people want to do that, that's up to them. But for me, I'm just not at that comfort point yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it. It's uh, we've both got our uh, views on it, and either way, I've said this to someone else. Like, regardless of my views, if someone else isn't comfortable with something, I'm not going to force them to do it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the main thing about going around now with restrictions lifting and uh, things being a little bit vague and a little bit contradictory here and there. You go with what your gut tells you, you go what you think's best for you. And, you know, the best thing you can do is respect other people's opinions on it. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, if you want to keep your house cleansed, then uh, that's that's up to you. Get your dirty ass off my sofa. Stay away from me. Never been a dirty person. Dirty. Rubbish. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There's no no deaths. I don't don't think there's any deaths, is there? Uh, Not to my knowledge, no. Um, So I think it's just the subscribe stuff we need to get through. Yeah, subscribe, yes. Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Apple Music. So it's all there. You know where to go. If you've been listening to this week in, week out, you know where we are. So check us out and uh, crack on with questions. I think you're first. Yes. And I might find my system myself. I think I've got a few belters this week. See, Uh, (laughs) to be honest, I I was struggling. I really was. But I mean, most of mine is based on what's happened in wrestling this week. So, yeah, I thought that a lot of your questions are based on what's been actually presently happening. I'll just throw caution to the window and ask you anything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So first question, um, since um, his what he's done since his departure in uh, to early 2014, has your opinion changed or what has changed in your opinion of CM Punk? <laughs> so as, as soon as you said it's if she left in 2014, I was like, all right, this is a punk question, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I don't think my opinion's changed on him. I still really like him as a person. I understand he can be a bit arrogant sometimes, maybe a little bit too cocky. But, you know, he's one of those people that you can back up what he did in the ring, on the mic. Literally everything he did was, he did it to perfection. And yeah, I know he took kind of took his ball and went home, um, but... He wasn't happy, and I, I wanted him to be happy at the end of the day. Regard, you know, regardless of how bad we want him back in the ring to be feuding with all these new people and getting one last run out of the probably the best wrestler of the modern era. Um, I don't want him to do it if he's miserable because you're not going to get the best out of him. I want everybody that does what they do to be happy doing it, and he's clearly not. Um, yeah, I mean, like I say with the whole podcast thing that he did a few years ago, not long after he left, and his opinions and everything of WWE and the way it's run and the way it's booked and all this kind of stuff. I, it's most of the time when he's saying stuff, I'm agreeing with what he's saying. There's, you know, there's been a couple of times I kind of go, eh, you're probably just stirring the pot there. But for the most yeah. part, I think I, I still love CM Punk. I still respect him as a person. I th- still think he's more than capable of being a great wrestler. And obviously we haven't seen any of it. Um, he's, we know he's a great talker. I, 
even now when he's not doing any wrestling stuff whatsoever other than the backstage stuff, which has been cancelled now anyway, yeah. um, I, I still think he's great. And would I like to see him back in the ring? Sure. But we, we're we all pretty much 99% sure that it, it's never going to happen. But I still yeah. I still like him. I still think he's a great person. Yeah, I mean, I nearly... Just the thought going through my head when I was thinking of questions and stuff was... Um, do, do, you, do you see him as like the greatest wrestler uh, in your opinion? Like mine's obviously, I think Take is the best step in the ring. I was going to ask if Punk was yours, and I just thought, well, you're more than likely going to say yeah. Um, so, but I did think, obviously, I reintroduced you to WWE via the pipe bomb. Yeah. Now, if the pipe bomb hadn't happened and you just got into it, you know, some other way or whatnot. Would you? Do you think you'd be able to watch CM Punk and come to the the same opinion of like this is the best wrestler I've ever seen, or do you think the pipe bomb was the catalyst to just why you were drawn to him? No, yeah, I mean the pipe bomb was definitely the catalyst of why I was drawn to him, but I think I still would have been drawn to him anyway because his character and everything about him, his persona, the way he carried himself was just so interesting to me and had so much flavour to it I just I couldn't not be hooked in by that it just so happened that the pipe bomb was the thing that got me not just back into you know not just back into wrestling but into him as well so it, yeah. it, the pipe bomb thing wasn't just to get into punk it was to get back into wrestling as a whole so I still think I would have gravitated towards him anyway um, but yeah it... yeah I mean it's a kind of similar situation with me I, I kind of uh for a couple of years in the early 2000s, I was kind of like not interested in wrestling. And then, but I always, you know, kept on, on my ear to the ground of what was going on in there. And then when the the Undertaker Deadman persona was coming back, I got really into that story. And since that, I was like, like I'm hooked again. And Taker's a big part of that. And that's probably a, a big reason why Taker, to me, is the best. So... He was the catalyst for me to come back, like Punk was for you. Um, I just, yeah, I, I don't know a lot of what he's done since WWE. I know he tried his hand at UFC. I know he's got some kind of deal with Marvel. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, again, not only I don't want to say sound like I don't care, but his personal life's his personal life. I'm not going to go pride. I'm not always going to be on the internet going, I wonder what punks do. No, yeah, I mean, I don't either, to be honest. No. But I just sometimes wonder with some of the things I've heard of like, okay, most of the time you backed up what you said. For people to like give him shit about failing at UFC, it's like, yeah, so what? But at least he gave it a go. He gave it I'm a go, yeah. That. But there's a couple of things like him... One of the things I know of was him having that whole mess with Colt Cabana. Of yeah. like, Cabana was getting sued. Apparently, according to Cabana, Punk said he'd be there for him. And Punk pretty much told him where to go. And I thought, that's, that's a dick move if that's true. Again, two sides of every story. And then there was the stuff Triple H said, where I was like, I know it's the whole, I know he said this and I said that kind of shit. But some of the stuff Triple H said, I thought... No, I can see Punk being that kind of guy or doing that kind of thing. So, you know, I'm just I'm kind of on the fence of like, I wonder what he was actually like behind the scenes compared to his character turning to eleven 
when he was on TV. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, we don't know the whole story behind the closed doors and everything and what he did backstage. But he did become a locker room leader. And you don't really get that position by being a all the time. Except except for maybe in the, in the case of Shawn Michaels. But, um, yeah. but uh, you know, he must have done some good enough stuff to be classed as a locker room leader. Even if it was just, you know, a couple of years or something, people looked to him. I don't, but also I don't think, I'm not too sure whether he's my favourite wrestler of all time. He's just, he's on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. You know, I, I'd argue it would be Austin or Rock or something like that, to be honest, because Austin was just, you know, like I say, lightning in a bottle kind of person. Yeah. So I'm not confident that Punk's the best, you know, my favourite wrestler of all time. It's just, he's a very, very important part of my wrestling, like, love. Yeah, well, I said, like I say, he was a catalyst of, of sorts. So, I mean... Again, this is a hearsay, but one of the rumours is Punk um, named himself the locker room leader. A lot of other people say, no, we never saw him as that. Um, one of the famous stories on, uh, I think, a, a podcast with Booker T, is that Punk called for a locker room meeting. Something to do with the state of the locker rooms. And I, I don't know if it was to do with... Um, them fucking around with other people's bags or him just saying, let's show respect to the arenas that we we're in, that we don't keep it a state. Again, I don't know if he was clutching at straws or if they were a state, but apparently Booker T was one of those people that stood up and go, well, I don't care who you think you are, but you, you, you're not going to tell us what to do. So it was, I don't know if he kind of knighted himself locker room leader or what. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, it's, maybe there could be some truth to that. Or maybe he thought to himself, because he's, you know, so confident, maybe he thought to himself, look, if no one else is going to stand up and say, why are we disrespecting these places that we're performing in, then I need to stand up and do something. So maybe he thought to himself, I don't want to be the guy that does that. But if no one else is going to get the balls to say, guys, can we leave this in the same state we left it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe he's like, well, if no one else is going to do it, I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah, it might have been, one reason might have been like, I ain't going to follow someone who's appointed themselves locker room leader, because that's yeah. always a kind of thing that the boys will decide. And on the other side, it might be, I think Taker was locker room leader because no one really had a bad word to say about him. It's the whole, he was the guy who just, he turned up to work, gave 100% all the time, knocked out the park all the time, and yeah, no complaints. A lot of people might have looked at what Punk did when he took the championship and left as kind of like, and, and the pipe bomb, like kind of going in through the back door a little bit so that he might have got a bit of heat off that, off mm. some of the locker room. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't get me wrong. If CM Punk turned up on TV again as a wrestler, I'd lose my mind. But I, I really don't know what to think of him as a person. And... A part of me has no right to have an opinion on him because, like I said, I don't really know what he's up to nowadays. And that that's cool. He's got his own life to lead. Yeah, he just tries to keep himself as private as possible and I do respect that of him. Yeah, so, I mean... I still like I, him. Yeah, I just sometimes wonder, as an example, would AJ Lee still be wrestling if they were in, in a relationship? Oh, probably you, not. I, I, see, I think she would. It just opens up all these cans of worms, which you don't know if the, the whole butterfly effect. You don't know what could have been or what couldn't have been. Yeah, but when you when you when your husband to be is fired on your wedding day, you don't really want to work for that company, do you? No, but at the same time, it's like if they were never together, 
would AJ still be in the company <laughs> and doing what his, his thing? Maybe. So, I don't know. Yeah, but. We'll never know. It's just one of those... But, um, you know, PSA yeah, costume. but overall, I, I still like him. I still respect him for the most part. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've got a lot of respect for him. Uh, whether I'd like him as a human being or whatnot, I, I, I'll never know until I meet. If I ever meet the man, then I might know. But <laughs> I don't. I don't think yeah. you will, mate. If I'm completely yeah. honest, if, when, whatever. If I meet him, that's when I could have an opinion. But I have no right to have an opinion of, of someone I haven't met. So. Yeah, so yeah, that was me. Your turn. Okie dokie. Um, I think you're covering your mic a tiny bit. Uh oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> there you go. That's better. Right, my first question is uh, I think all three of my questions are actually all based on what's happened in wrestling this week. Um, mm-hmm. This nice, simple one to kick in. What do you think of the new United States Championship title design? Uh, That's a long pause. <laughs> yeah. If they could see my face now, um, they're, they're, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on a hunch and say you're not a fan. I, I, I really don't know. It's. Uh, I read an article. I think a couple of days before Raw or the Raw, it was revealed that there's going to be a, a championship redesign, and for, I, I don't know why because the US title redesign has been rumored for a year or so now. The first thing I thought was, oh, please be the 24-7 belt. <laughs> it's so it's shit, isn't it? It's awful. Well, I don't know. The thing is that the US title was almost bottom of the list, and I don't know why. I thought, well, maybe they're going to try and make the tag titles different. Yeah, because I like yeah, because I like the look of the old US title. I thought there was nothing wrong with it. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it as, as far as the design goes, but I did think it needed a refresh. So when I read the article and it said it's going to be United States Championship, I thought, ah, cool, but I'm still not exactly on board with what they did with Intercontinental. Yeah, that's Um, that's yeah, I'm still like that. I mean, I still personally think they should have kept it a white strap because someone did a redesign of the of the new design of that, made it a white strap, and then put the blue globes inside the the gold plates, and it instantly looked ten times better. Yeah, but. I think a lot of the redesign was, I mean, they could easily lean on the whole thing of like, yeah, it's a new generation, so why not? And uh, that's fine. But I think a big part of it is that it was Cody. Yeah, it was a middle, yeah. Yeah, it was a so middle finger to Cody, basically. Yeah, We're changing it because you changed it. Yeah, basically. Which is sad. Uh, at the time, I was, uh, even though like uh, sometimes new, uh, different doesn't always mean bad, when they announced the Intercontinental, I was like, yeah, I, I was fine with the. Yeah, ladies. same here. Yeah, same here. So, as far as US, when they announced it, it was like I'm, I was probably more fine with the way the intercontinental, yeah. intercontinental was than the US. Not saying I had a problem with the US, but if I had a choice between the two as a redesign, it'd be like, yeah, the US. But what they did, I, I don't. I really don't know because. It's kind of running the line of just purely for merch kind of stuff and here's another NXT belt. Because that's what I thought the Intercontinental it looked very NXT-ish. Right. Um, so I suppose the silver line in the US is that you know when they revealed the women's and the Universal, it's like it's exactly the same as the WWE Championship. But let's have a bit of variety here, you know. So when the US was revealed, it was like, all right, it looks nothing like them, but 
I don't know. It might be one of those who might have to grow on me. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I understand that. I think it needs to grow on me as well. But I, I'm i not against the redesign. I looked at it and I thought, no. that doesn't look ugly. I didn't look at it like I did when the Universal was really revealed. And we were like, oh, my God. Yeah, you know what I mean? Red. Yeah, it just looked yeah. awful. I mean, you know, it's grown on me a little bit better now. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, the US title, I wasn't against it. I, thought, I think it looks all right. Um, it doesn't look amazing. I don't think you're ever going to beat the, the, the WWE Championship or the NXT title because those two are the best-looking ones. Uh, yeah. But I still think it looks all right. Um, but I do have... There is rumours that they're on about redesigning, uh, making a bigger version of the NXT title, so just beefing it up and changing the tag belts as well, apparently. There's rumours they're, they're talking about doing that. I'm fine with that. I mean... What, what they did with the Intercontinental, or what Cody did, he obviously just said, this isn't a, a redesign, so to speak. I've gone back to the 80s and brought an old design back, and it just clicked. Everyone was cool with it. Uh, I wouldn't be against... Do you remember the original NXT Championship with the giant X in the middle? I, I, I did like that one, but if I'm completely honest, I like the newer one better. I don't, yeah, yeah, I'm not saying get, bring the old NXT title back, but if you brought that in as, like, we're bringing it back to be the NXT Championship for the women's or something, because that's the only issue with the women's and NXT men's titles, that they're very similar. Yeah, it's just a bit of, like, yeah. silver plating on the women's is the only difference. Yeah, they seem to be following the suit of, we've got a Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship, and they're exactly the same. We've got a WWE Championship and a Universal Championship. The difference is the colour of the strap. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, yeah, I want variety in my the, the designs of my belt. Because if anything, that's smarter merch stuff. Yeah, it is. Because you've got something completely different then. Yeah, you could buy the WWE Championship and they go, oh, do you want the Universe title next? Year? No, because it's exactly the same as the one I've got, except a different colour. Yeah, you want you want to get your money's worth as far as merch goes. So I think with the US title, I'm not against it. I wasn't straight away, wow, that looks awesome. But I'll probably know more after like a year or so. Yeah, that's if, fair enough. I think if after a year I look at it and go, actually, that's okay, then awesome. But if a year goes by, I might just go, you know, nah. It, it, it also depends on who's wearing the strap. Because the Universal strap was ugly, but as soon as KO had it on him, it looked much better. And it does matter who's got the strap. It looks better on KO, and I reckon this title will look better on more people than others. Yeah, I mean, the, the World Heavyweight Championship, I don't know what it was, but it always looked amazing on the likes of like Triple H and Batista. Um, when Rey Mysterio had it, it was like, the belt was almost ten times bigger than his head, so it just wasn't... <laughs> It wasn't mixing. So yeah, it, it, well, it, it is a contributing factor, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not against it, but, yeah, I, I think I need a bit more time for it to grow on me. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Is it me again? Yes, your turn. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure what order to do these next two questions in, but I, I've decided. Mine's kind of, it's not one question, it's kind of a, a I'm going to do a quick fire thing. Um, Shit. I'm going to throw out ten names, and I just want you in maybe... One or two sentences, just what your opinion is of them. Okay. So, you ready? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Kevin Nash. Past it. Yeah, just that. That's <laughs> it, that's all I've got. 
Well, I didn't mean like now. I meant that like, as in like all together. Um, yeah, it was good, good in his time, but a little bit overhyped, I think. Um, yeah, I, I've never really clicked with Kevin Nash. Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, Kane. Always love Kane. Um, he had some goofy things in the past with like when he's wearing business slacks and that. Uh, it was stupid with the Daniel Bryan stuff, but it worked. Uh, however, his debut and his original run was incredible. And I, you know, he's a little bit kind of novelty value now whenever he pops up, and that's fine. And I, I like him. Okay, uh, Triple H. Oh, um, Mr. Shovel, Mr. Ego. <laughs> um, I'm that way, Mr. Shovel, Mr. Ego, but then on the complete flip side, the fucking amazing writer and visionary that he is that has built NXT to this colossal thing that it is. So it's he's... I love him and I hate him at the exact same time, which yeah. is where he's, yeah, he can't I, put his ego aside, but he's also given us some of the best stuff we've ever had in, in, in wrestling history because of how well he thinks. Yeah, so I, I was going to say like Cornerstone. Yeah, uh, Cornerstone. Yeah, I'd give it that. Yeah. Ric Flair. Woo! That'll do. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> um, big show. Uh, look, I, I love him like... As a person, he's just, you know, Paul White is just, he's such a lovable bloke. Um, however, it's, it's got to the point now where it's, we don't really need him. He's changed face and heel so many bloody times. It's like, um, so yeah, I don't really, I don't, I'm not really interested in him continuing to wrestle, but I would like him to have one final match at like Rainy or something like that. So I hope he gets that. But overall, I think his time's over. I, I've enjoyed him in the past, but now it's just kind of done. Yeah, I, mean, I think his gimmick's turn from giant to face and heel turn is his gimmick now. He, he <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, do you think he surpassed Andre? Um, I think he's on par. I mean, he's been there longer, hasn't he, really, than what Andre did. Yeah. But Andre did, was the first, so he did so much because of what his size yeah. was. So I'd say he was on par for different reasons, really. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Randy Orton. Um... Again, I'd say Cornerstone. I, I think Cornerstone is a good one to put with him. Yeah, we call him Blandy Orton, and sometimes it, you know, it's fucking rest holds, and it's annoying, and it's boring, and he just become some of the matches he has are fucking god awfully boring now. But when he wants to put the effort in, he can make it awesome. And at the moment, he's having one of the best runs because he's gone back to that sadistic, twisted, legend killer asshole, and we know how good he is at being that character. So if he continues that, I'm, I'm, I'm still on board with Randy Orton. Yeah, I, I was going to say, maybe not always behind the scenes, but I was going to say consistent and reliable. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so, um, four more. Uh, what were they? Uh, Mark Henry. Oh, um, never really clicked for me with Mark Henry. I, I don't mind him. Um, he had some good matches. I think the best thing that ever happened was with him and Cena thinking he was retiring and then just, yeah. you know, World's Strongest slamming him, and they just dropped the ball on. That wasn't his fault, but they full-on dropped the ball on that feud. That could have been amazing, and they dropped the ball on it, because that promo was the best thing he ever did. And that's honestly yeah. it. He was just, you know, he was reliable, but it just never really clicked for me. I just felt that they were using him more as a gimmick, just this World's Strongest Man thing, more than actually yeah. utilising him for what he really could be, which is what Keith Lee is becoming now. This is Keith Lee is what Mark Henry should have been. Yeah, it, I always looked at Mark Henry as a kind of what could have been. Yeah. Because he was legitimately the world's strongest man. And 
this isn't a knock to him, but it kind of proves just being the strongest man in the world doesn't mean you're the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, he's on the, the new Austin Broken School Sessions. I haven't watched it all yet, but I'm going to give it a try, see if it changes my opinion of him. Yeah. Um, Batista. Uh, oh, God. He's a legend. I think he's legendary. I, I love Batista. I've always liked Batista. You know, he had a bad time when he came back in 2014 because it was just the wrong time to bring him back. But overall, he was one of the best things of the uh, Ruthless Aggression era. Um, he's really good at telling stories. He was a great wrestler. Um, you know, he's clumsy. I'm not going to say he wasn't. He's had some clumsy moments in the past. Um but overall, I think he's great. I, I really enjoyed the time I saw him on in the ring, um, and I just think he was a good storyteller. Yeah, I, I see it as the perfect success story yeah. to to go from pretty much a nobody to evolution to main event in WrestleMania and becoming a megastar. That that's the kind of push WWE want to do all the time. Yeah. And they nailed it with Batista. Yeah, it was. It was pitch um, perfect. There was never, it was going on too long or too little. It was, it was, every beat was hit correctly with his run. The, the irony is, and they always talk about this, that happened with John Cena at exactly the same time. They pushed those two perfectly at the same time and now they struggle to do it to one. Yeah. So, I mean, again, Drew's probably the, the best example of working recently. Yes. But, uh, uh, last two, Edge. Oh, just, just incredible, just absolutely incredible. Um, the, I said the only time I've been annoyed at him was the whole cheating on, you know, cheating with Lita and everything. Obviously, he was in yeah. the wrong. He was definitely in the wrong. But putting that aside, he's one of the most consistent, amazing talents that they've ever had in the business. He's so good at promos, he's so good at wrestling, he's so good at telling a story, he's built himself up from basically fuck all. Him and Christian going to a WrestleMania as kids and then becoming one of the biggest wrestlers in history. Even his comeback story now has been, you know, for the most part has been been great. I I just think there's there's nothing this this dude can't do. There really isn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, Matt Hardy Elite thing. I was going to say, yeah, everyone makes mistakes, though, and, and that was that. So it's a, it's a small, in a way, it is a blemish on his his career, but at the same time, came out with the greatest storylines on WWE TV ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say it's similar to Batista, but where Batista's success story was, again, not a knock to him, it was kind of written out for him, and it was just like, this is how we're going to push you. You go out of there and do it, and he executed it perfectly. I see Edge as a kind of person who wrote his own story. He made his own push. Yeah, because I don't think when he came in as a tag team with Christian that they honestly thought he was going to be a megastar. I thought they thought he'd be in the tag division forever, maybe in the mid-card. I don't think mm -hmm. they saw him as that big star. He made himself that big star by being as good as he is, by proving himself. Yeah, I, I think uh, from what I've seen of like well, watching the Attitude Era, episodes back they brought him in of like it's going to be our new big star Christian came in it goes actually it's going to be our new big tag team when the time was right they split him up and he kind of got lit, lost in mid card maybe just before main event kind of stuff but never really hit on cylinders when he decided to become the rated R superstar that's when it happened yeah. took off uh, last one 
Shawn Michaels. Prick. <laughs> oh, really? Is that your opinion of it? Um, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. The guy is one of the greatest wrestlers in history. He is. There's a reason he's in the greatest wrestling match of all time. He is, again, a great storyteller. He generally is phenomenal in the ring. Um, however, he he has he's been a prick quite a few times. I know he kind of sorted himself out and found God and everything, but you know there were so many things that went wrong because of how arrogant he was and how sure of himself he was that he thought he could push other people around. And I didn't like that about him. I know he's kind of changed his ways now and everything, but, you know, he's he's as high up and as legendary as he is because of his wrestling prowess, not because of who he is as a person. I generally think that. Well, yeah, that's... Okay, so the, the the problems you have with him are they mainly before the whole found God stuff? Uh, yeah, for the most part, because obviously after that he, you know, he kind of sorted himself out and kind of got himself back to neutral. But I, I don't know. You just I feel like there's maybe a little bit too much to be. Oh, we'll just wipe the slate clean. But if he wasn't as phenomenal as he was in the ring, he wouldn't have been able to come back from that. WWE probably would have gone right. We can't keep you because you're being too much of a prick. But because he's so good. In the ring, he was that good. Like, well, we can't get rid of him. Lesnar's been a well, prick yeah. so many times, but they can't get rid of him because Lesnar was money, and back then, Sean was money. Well, with Sean, I mean, uh, we've always discussed this, and he's the perfect example of, uh, you know, we always complain about Vince puts personal before business. Sean was good business, and they should see it as that. As long he, when he came back with the whole I found God stuff, fair enough, they took a chance of like, Let's see how reliable he actually is. But it's like, not only are we hoping he's now reliable and cleaned up his act, like you say, he's a fantastic wrestler. Mm. So, and at the end of the day, the WWE always try and give you the best wrestlers in the world on TV. Yeah. Um, maybe it's because I've read his book or watched his documentary. I don't know. I He would be the first to say back in the 90s, he was a toss pot. Um, but I don't know. I... I like I say, something like mistakes, and I just re- I really respect him. I know, uh, yeah, the, the respect, I can't deny that. I respect the hell out of him because he's done some amazing things. And I don't hate, it's not like I hate him. It's not like I look at him and go, you are a prick, I don't want to know you. I, I don't yeah. hate him. It's just, you know, he just, he was a lot, a big prick in the time. And I can't take that away from my opinion of him. So I have like a mixed opinion. I do think he's a cre- incredible. I do think he was he's one of the best out there. And I do respect the hell out of him. But on the flip side, I do think he was a prick one too many times. It's like if JBL stopped bullying people, he'd be like, well, okay, you stopped, but you shouldn't have done You're still a bully, thing. yeah. You're still a bully, and I still don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> I think Sean's thing is, even though Sean is, is cleaning himself up and stuff, <clears throat> I truly do believe he still has that ego in there somewhere. Yeah, probably. But, you know, yeah. even you hang around with Triple H that long, you kind of always have that kind of thing. Yeah. DXR always going to have that ego. Yeah, you know, yeah, 100%. Okay, your turn. Right, okay, well, that was that was a good one. Yeah, thank so, you. Right, so my second one was, um, or is, um, with Heath Slater popping back up for that segment with Drew, which, by the way, I thought was great. I really I did enjoy it. it. Yeah. Um, with that happening this week on Raw, do you think there's a possibility for other wrestlers to start coming back? Do you think they're going to start bringing them back? Or do you think that this was just kind of a one-off for a bit of closure for Heath, a little bit extra flavour for um, Dolph and Drew? Or do you generally think this is the start of people coming back? Um, 
first up with what I saw, I didn't actually, I've kind of seen it in clips, like the, the stuff you see on YouTube. But what I saw on Heath, I thought it he, he was one of his, probably his best promo ever. Um, he, he nailed the whole emotion and history thing between Drew. Don't get me wrong, Drew helped by selling his own emotion. Um, and yeah, it's added a bit more flavour to the Dog Ziggler Drew story. Um, a, couple, a couple of days after it happened, or maybe the day after the Heath Slater thing, the article I saw was Heath kind of confirms this was kind of his farewell appearance of like, that. that's it. And yet an article today is that apparently WWE are now looking at rehiring most of the people they got rid of. Right. So I don't. I really don't know. I mean, maybe the the problem is with a company like WWE. It's they love to hire every wrestler in the world, obviously. But a not only is it about money, but it's like we can only do so much with so many. So. Now, if that uh, room is true, they go, right, we can look at rehiring people. They might look at the list, get to someone like Heath Slater, and because of what happened on Raw, they might go, he nailed it on Raw, we can make a start of him now if we carry on that momentum, bring him back. Or they might look at him and go, we've got nothing for him. Mm. I don't know what to do with him. So it'd be unfair to bring him back. It would just be wasting our money and wasting his time. So... I, I don't know. I, I think they will start bringing some people back, but not all of them. Yeah. Um, I, I, the weird thing is, I, despite all the wrestlers they released, the one person I really want to see back is Mike Kyoda. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we all do. Because I just thought he was unceremoniously kind of kicked out. Yeah, that was just one of the big shockers for me. I was like, that all he's done, and you just boot him out the door like it's no big deal. Yeah, I mean, we talked about locker room leaders earlier. He was the, the leader of the pack of the referees. Yeah. And people could turn around and go, like, oh, yeah, they're only referees. So referees are extremely important. He, him and little Nate were the only two I looked at and I knew who they were straight away as referees. They weren't just a body in there to make a three count. I no, looked at them and I know who they are. They're, they're, they're recognisable. They are so important to the construction of a match, it's unreal. They've got There's a reason they've got the earpiece in. They've got Vince yelling in their ear to say, tell them to do this, tell them they've got 10 minutes left. Tell them that Sometimes they tell them, like, if one of them's bleeding, tell them to wrap it up. Uh, and then other times, you know, even though it would just look like he's checking on a superstar, he's gone over to them to say, what do you want me to tell your opponent so you can set up the next move? They are extremely important, and I just thought Mike Kyoda was top of his crap. And I know he's not a spring chicken anymore, but when they got rid of him, it was like, well, you've got rid of your most senior and experienced referee. Yeah. What are you doing? So You covered the mic again. Sorry. Just hold it still. <laughs> it's really hard. It's because I'm charging it, so I'm holding it by the cable. <laughs> <laughs> um... I mean, it, I'm trying to remember the list of people that were released. I know Drake's pretty much back. Or well, back. yeah, Drake's pretty much back. I mean, uh, it's probably going to be quicker to like realise the people that aren't coming back. Clearly, Gallows and Anderson aren't because they're going to impact. It's pretty much given that that's happening. Mm -hmm. Sarah Logan's not coming back because she's pregnant. So, yeah. um, and then I'm trying to think of other people. I mean, Rusev's not going to come back because he was on the way out the door anyway. Uh, and everyone else, yeah, I suppose it's... Great, 
No, not no, not at all, not a chance. Um, so yeah, the rest of them is kind of yeah. They'll probably employ the rest of them. There's not many more after that. EC3 did a a promo, pretty much eighty five percent confirming he's going to AEW. Um, Rusev, even though he hasn't done any promos or anything online, I'm pretty sure his AEW debut is imminent. Um, if they're smart with the the fact that we can't remember of. Off the top of our heads, the entire list. Obviously, we can't because there was about thirty people. There, there. Yeah, it was a lot. If they were smart, they can use this as surprise return factors, and that always spices the shows up for me. Of like, look who's returned. Look yeah. who's betrayed him. Look yeah, because I up. yeah because I was generally shocked when Heath popped up. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it can work with anybody. I mean, I'm really trying to struggling to think of someone up. Just oh, okay, I know he's. He was kind of a nobody, but if, um, say for example, it was like a beatdown on Seth's faction, like someone was just, like Alistair Black and uh, who's he been teaming with recently? Uh, um, Ricochet and Alexander, yeah. what's it? If they, Cedric Alexander. Yeah, oh, on Kevin Owens and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they just went on the spree, wiping out all of Seth's faction to the point that Seth, with anyone left, you think, right, Seth is getting comeuppance, and a masked guy came in, and, and saved the day, and just and took off his mask, and it was Curtis Axel. Don't get me wrong, Curtis Axel was not one of my favourite superstars or a big star, but the fact that he's returns to join Seth makes it a big deal. Yeah. Or oh, you could do um, you could do Rowan as well. Yeah, you can do Rowan. I mean, you could have Rowan help Bray or help Braun in in the WWE Championship story. Yeah, oh, Universal Championship. Sorry, sorry. But yeah, there's so many doors they can open. But they need to be careful what doors they do open because they don't want to just go, look who's back. Now he's back to doing nothing. Yeah, you need, it, to, you need to have uh, plans in place. So yeah. so you think they are going to have more people back, but it's just a case of making sure they execute it correctly. Yeah, if, if they will bring people back, I think, but it won't be the entire <laughs> list and they've got to be careful and have a plan of who they bring back. Yeah, that's fair enough. Otherwise, it's just going to... Because it's one thing to go to bring them back and then fail, but to say, okay, we're going to rehire you. You don't have to worry about you, you know, getting a job anymore. And then to fire them again, it, 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 it's just going to send someone over the deep end. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Zach and Kurt will be back. No, I don't think so either. After the podcast with Jericho, it's pretty obvious they're not, they're not coming back. No, so yeah, I mean they they might have a list of let's ask these guys back, and they might pick up the phone and the guys might go yeah yeah, yeah no, yeah so it's a very when uh, a, a superstar is unemployed, anything can happen because they can reach out and say do you want to come back and say say yeah great we've got a story for you they could create a story and go oh this would be perfect for him pick up the phone and they go no yeah. so. It, there's so many dynamics of what they, they need to be careful with and what to do. Yeah. Uh, and who to trust. I mean, there might be some people who are really bitter about it and say, yeah, to purposely come up and sabotage the place. Mm. Which That's why they're never going to call Enzo back, because they can't trust it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting some returns, but not, not a lot. Fair enough. Yeah. Is it me? Yeah, your final question. I have a question. <clears throat> right. Um, see, uh, obviously, I've, I've got my own answer to this. Since Undertaker's return, he, he'll be 
disqualified from this question, and so will CM Punk. With, if you could pick someone from the current roster to go against an Attitude Era superstar, what would your dream match be? Oh, that's that's hard. You can't use Punk, and I can't use Taker. Okay, so okay, um, <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just trying to think now. Um, Kevin, I've mean, o- got it, I got it, I got it. I think I got one. Oh, all right, Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stunner yeah. versus Stunner. It doesn't even need to be a heel versus facing. It could literally just be. Let's have a fight. It's, yeah. I think I mean, that would be so much fun. Yeah, I mean, with now that Punk's gone, uh, and obviously Becky Lynch is on hiatus or whatever, um, what Kevin Owens' attitude is or could be is, again, the closest thing to Austin at the minute. Yeah. I've like, especially heel Kevin. I've like, even when he's a prick, he takes no shit. And that was exactly the same as Austin back in the day. So, yeah, I, I, well, I was going to say I'd pay money to see that. I'd pay money to see Austin wrestle any day. Yeah, I'd pay him to see him wrestle at a broom. I'd... Yeah, if, again, this is when they announce Austin's at a, like a Raw reunion or something. I'd be like, I don't care what he's doing, I'm watching it yeah. because Austin's there. So, yeah, I'm down with that. I didn't have realised I could use Taker from the Attitude Era, but I, I won't use that technicality. No, don't get out um, with your little black hole. <laughs> Just... Yeah. You I set got, the I rules. Shawn Michaels versus Johnny Gargano. Oh, dude, that would be amazing. Yeah, I, I just... See, I had a, kind of a, a add-on question here because I asked my brother and he thought uh, I was mental. Um, do you, who do you think is better, Daniel Bryan or Johnny Gargano? <laughs> you can't ask another question in the middle of another question. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I can't really go any further with Shawn... Johnny, because it's just like yeah, that, yeah, we yeah, we all know that's guaranteed to print money. That will be one of the yeah. greatest matches of all time. Um, Brian, oh god, oh god, that's so hard. I literally can't pick. Like they're so on the on on par with each other in every way, and I mean every way. But this is it. But Even his face and heel, problem. like everything they do, just. It's on the same track, you know what I mean? Just everything they do with their heel and their face persona, their moveset, their characters, the way they tell a story, the way they're loved by all, by everybody. I literally couldn't pick them apart if I tried. But this is, this is my quarrel with Zach, because he was there like, he, he answered like Daniel Bryan, he, he said Daniel Bryan, but he answered it like Bryan was miles ahead of Gargano. I'm like, I don't think so. No. The reason I picked Gargano Michaels was... The magic they create is they can tell a story by selling a move, um, you know, an adrenaline rush, facial expressions, um, using their character to tell the story, even when they're just lying on the mat. Uh, that magic, uh, just by one of them to carry a match is amazing. With the both of them and their wrestling ability, they will tear the house down. Now, I'm not saying I wouldn't pay money to see Brian Sean or Brian Gargano, but with Brian, I don't. I really don't know with Brian. I, I just maybe yes, movement Brian. But at, at the minute, his momentum is kind of slowed a lot, and I don't know if it's to do with his age uh, or or just his position on on the card at the minute. But 
the, the only reason I can think why my brother picked Brian over Gargano is that Brian has a, a lot more opportunities to do stuff with his character. Yeah. Like Dolphin Pain, Yes Movement, the recycle stuff. Um, but, you Nexus. know, again, the reason that is because he's been there longer. Gargano's still yet to accomplish some new character developments. You know, but yeah. however, what he has done with his face and his heel persona, they've both been great. Well, that's it. If he just remained the face Johnny Wrestling, I probably would have said Brian because I would have been like, eh, I think Johnny's more always going to be a face superstar and hot it, white baby face while Brian has proved he could be both. When Gargano turned heel, he nailed it. Yeah, he did. So I was like, okay, again, he, he's just as good as Brian, if not better. So, again, it's maybe I'd have to go back and watch Daniel Bryan's early stuff when he was Gargano's age and be able to compare... Is, if he, is he better? Was he better then as Gargano is now, or what? Yeah. But yeah. I, I think I'd go with Gargano just. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, anyway, yeah, yeah, my answer to your original question is Stone Cold versus KO. Yes. I, I think a lot of people would like that answer. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. so my cool. last question, and it's the last question of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, Keith Lee winning the big one, first ever mm-hmm. double champ. Keith Lee. What's next for Adam Cole? What do you think is next for Adam Cole? Because this is kind of like the end of a big chapter for him. He's been on top of NXT for a while now. Even before he had that championship, he was on top of NXT. So now that he's been dethroned by the next big thing, which is Keith Lee, what do you honestly think they're doing with Cole next? Um... See, well, okay, I will just add as as a personal side note, you ruined the results for Amy. She wasn't very happy when <laughs> you posted the Keith Lee thing. Ah, oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah sorry, Amy. Well, I'm I did it like. Oh, I, I, when was the last time? When was the last fucking time I ruined anything? It's like just. I know, if I you know, knew it was Keith Lee versus thought, Adam Cole, watch it. It's. <laughs> I just thought though, if this was the other way around, you'd be fucking upset as well. So. I would, but I. But I'd be like, well, I, I didn't watch it quick enough then, did I? It yeah. Just I... Anyway, 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 anyway. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think... I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Cole... I don't think this is a call-up yet. Um, because hopefully, if, if Triple H can get through to Vince, if Vince wants to call him up, I'm hoping Triple H is smart enough to get through to Vince and go, wait till you got an audience. Because that kind of call-up deserves a pop uh, from from a crowd. Um, and again, I'm still on that kind of thing of once you get called up, your, your career might be dead in the water. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, there might be a, a rematch between him and Lee. Um, it'd be interesting if, depending on the situation or how it went down, if he walked out with the North American Championship and not the NXT title, of what Cole would think of that as a character? Would he be like, well, I'm North American Champion, it may not be the NXT champion, but the Championship, but any title I hold is the biggest one? Or would he look at it as like, this isn't the one I want? Yeah, what, which way would his character go? Um, I, I really, if it's not against Keith Lee and it's not a call-up, I think it'd be against one of the, the new NXT guys. Um, there's that 
Dexter something. I Dexter Loomis. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, probably against him because obviously Roderick Strong's having the thing with him now. So it could easily just, uh, what's the word? Just be organic that it goes to the next, another member of Undisputed Era. Um, and there's rumours that the, the, the Velveteen Dream's leaving soon. Yeah, I've heard rumours about that, yeah, which is a shame, really, because I absolutely yeah. loved him as a character, and it just seems that apparently he's just not sitting right and people aren't a fan of him or something like that, or something going wrong. There's, like, some kind of dispute or some shit going on. I don't really it know the details. Backstage politics, Yeah, I think. Something to do with his past has come up. Um, I don't know if it's just a whole, well, this is out of line, I think we need to cut ties, or a case of Dream not apologising for it. I, I, I don't know. Um... But, yeah, if, if I was a betting man, I'd say Dexter, because with the way the Great American Bash finished, I think next for Keith Lee is carrying cross. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much and a I'm given. I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm down with that. Um, problem is, though, I don't want Keith Lee to be losing stuff too quickly. No. I don't mind I him mean... losing the North American Championship to carrying cross, but I don't want him losing the NXT Championship just yet. I mean, there'd probably be a lot of people out there, probably you included, that wouldn't like this because obviously Keith, for the last year or two, has been on a hell of a run. He had a great showing against Lesnar in the Rumble. Um, but I just think, what if he went against Cross and Cross just crushed him? As in, you're building up that whole... Yeah, if you thought Keith Lee was the next big thing, check out this guy. And then... Eventually, Karrion Cross can do the same to someone else later yeah. on in his career. So, but again, it's the whole if that happened and Karrion just crushed him and had both championships and Keith Lee got called up, it'd be like, we're so happy to see Keith Lee on the main roster, but what momentum has he got now? Yeah, exactly, because you, you have kind of just kicked him to the curb, so to speak. And it's just like, yeah, he's still Keith Lee, he's still amazing, he's still going to do amazing things, but you've, you've seriously dented him by having him crushed so easily. Considering the way that you've built Keith Lee, you haven't built him as a kind of person that, although he's phenomenal, he's sl slid out of a couple of things. He's gone in there and with his size and his incredible abilities, just dominated anyone he's around. And to be yeah. dominating himself that quickly in his run, it would kind of wreck him a little bit, I think. It's too soon. Yeah, I, I think they've got to be careful with the booking of this. If if I, if I was, if they said, this is what we want doing, uh, we want the next programme to be carrying Cross and, and Keith Lee. Uh, if I was in charge of writing and say, right, let's span this across three, uh, well, at least two takeover matches, maybe three. We might be able to throw one of these just on a normal NXT episode. First match, they go to war and they just kick the shit out of each other so much that the fight gets out of control and it's a no contest. They just, it was that whole cliche, um, irresistible force, immovable object thing. Yeah. They just, they, they can't knock each other down. The second match, there's a stipulation involved, maybe dirty tactics and interfering and carrying cross ends up on top. And then, the last outing, it's just the rematch. And again, at that point, Karen just gets the better of Keith. Because at that point, it's like, it's not a straightaway Keith's been taken yeah, out. It's it's it's, yeah, it's been a slow, methodical kind of thing by Karrion Cross. And that I'd accept a little bit more there because it just, at the end of it, Keith still looks strong in defeat. It's literally like he's literally just come short of the mark because of how exhausted he is from going through this feud the whole time. 
So that I well, accept who, more. Who's the, uh, what's the name of the, 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 the female that's with Karen? Oh, Cross? I can't remember her name. I can't remember her yeah. name. I mean, a digger, I think she's a fantastic yeah, she's character. Cool. She's cool. manager. But say that did happen. In the sec- if the second outing was like a ladder match or something, they could go to war again, and it could end with her like wrapping herself around Keith's leg or low blow to give Karrion that opportunity to take the belt. So it, it wouldn't be a definitive defeat for Keith. Yeah. It'd just be like, yes, you lost the title, but you didn't lose because you were fucked. You got screwed over yeah which is in wrestling acceptable because it's part of a story yeah so yeah um so with the, so yeah. back to the original question like with adam cole then if if you're being honest you think it's going to be dexter loomis you think that's probably the best bet for him if not dexter in possibly a number one contenders kind of storyline finn Balor. yeah i think him and finn have got some unfinished business yeah I, I to, I, again that's one of those matches that it doesn't matter how many times I put it on, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I mean, that was yeah. kind of one of the front runners I was thinking of was Finn, because I think they've had a little bit of a, a taste of stuff to going through this whole thing while Finn's been back. Uh, yeah. They've kind of been involved with each other in small moments. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably a, a good shout as well. Either one of those I'm happy with. Just I just don't want him being called up to the main roster yet. But there there is rumours that they might call... They're trying and negotiating to get all four of Undisputed Era taken up to the main roster but there's a, a few of them that aren't happy in doing so, so they're having to negotiate. So yeah, I, this is this difficult thing now. If you want to get all four of them onto the main roster, you, it's either got to be all four of them or none of them because yeah. you can't split them up. I don't want them being split up. They're a great uh, stable. You can't split them up. You're going to split them up. You need to do it in a storyline. It needs to be taken time and methodical to a point where it makes sense for when one of them gets called up that they're not a fucking team anymore. That makes sense. But you can't just yeah. split them up because one of them doesn't want to go. Yeah, it's... Um, I mean, I think that's why I went for Dexter a little bit because if Undisputed ever get called up, if, if the deal goes forward that all four of them go, that is a major blow for NXT. It is. It's, it's a lot. So, it's not just one person going. It's four people gone. Yeah, four of their biggest stars. So they need... If Triple H is seeing that on the horizon... He's got to start thinking about right. I better make some big stars, uh, or start the new wave of big stars while I still got these guys here. So that's uh, dang it. I would love to see Finn Adam, but they're already they're already cream of the crop. Yeah, they need to start thinking of the future, and I think people like Dexter and Karrion Cross are the future. They they need to find the next face of NXT. Yeah, it probably won't be that long till Johnny Gargano's called up as well. Yeah, I mean it's pretty obvious that uh, Champa's going nowhere. He has no intention of going to the main roster. So yeah. I don't know what more they're going to do with Champa. To be honest, um, they'll probably put him in a couple more feuds. But he's I, he seems perfectly content to retire from WWE if he's been forced to go up to the main roster. So yeah, I think he he'd retire in the NXT banner. Yeah, um, which is. Respectable, but a shame because at, at one stage I'd love to see him at WrestleMania. That's the thing, and being able to see DIY at WrestleMania, you know, I mean, yeah. even together or against each other, I, I I would have absolutely loved that. But at the end of the day, I got to respect his opinion, and I completely understand his opinion because most of the time when people are called up, they don't they flounder. There's such a yeah. rare case that they've actually got anywhere. So much so that a couple of them have gone back. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. I understand I think- his point. I think when Triple H takes over, touch wood, it's soon, 
Um, I think as a thank you for Champa for his loyalty to NXT, be like, well, I'm in charge now. I know you love NXT, but who's going to say no to a match at WrestleMania? I'll put you on the card. Yeah, I think um, I think he'd probably do that. I think yeah. Champa would be more inclined to go to the main roster if Triple H is in charge, though. Well, that's it. It's, say that the thing did happen where we was the shocking factor that Vince didn't die in the chair; he actually stepped down. Um, if Triple H did that, of like Champa's going to be booked to Mania, Vince picked up the phone from his billion-dollar mansion in Greenwich, Connecticut, somewhere, going, "What are you doing?" Not only could Triple H just turn around and go, "Well, this is my company now; I can do what I want," but he could just turn around and go, "Look." Loyalty's always been a big thing to you, which is why he respects The Undertaker so much and Austin and the Samoan families and all that stuff. I'm showing my gratitude for Champa's loyalty to NXT. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, there's a couple of options for Cole, but I think Finn or Dexter. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Okie doke. Yeah, so that's it. So another one, another one down. Um, again, every, every week we think to ourselves, we don't know how much more we've got of these, but it's probably going to be a few more. Yeah, let's. Uh, if I'm, like, I was going to say if I'm a gambling man, but I am. But um, I think in about maybe two or three weeks, we'll probably still be doing these, but I might be able to do it in your house. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to see. We're going to see how it goes. I mean, I I would say we're uh, best bet. We're probably doing these up until SummerSlam. Yeah, oh, you heard that news. Uh, they found the venue for SummerSlam. Yes. Yeah, it's the performance. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. I knew that was going to... Like, after like time was going on, we were thinking, oh, maybe they'll be back by August and everything. That might be impossible. And then the more and more the things are happening, it's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. But they're so adamant it was going to happen. It's like, nah. I'll t- I tell you something. If there's live audiences, proper live audiences by Survivor Series, this is a great thing for Survivor Series because that's the weakest of the four. Yeah, and people will be all over they'll it. Just, they'll go nuts, <laughs> and NXT is built right in as well. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think either Survivor Series, Hell in the Cell, will be seeing fans back in in there. Yeah, not for the next couple of months. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be uh, like subscribe, and we'll be back next week. And I think we've got Extreme Rules as well, haven't we? Soon next. Uh, not this Sunday, the next. Yep, so we've got that coming up as well. I, I, just for the record, I'm not calling it a horror show. No, neither am I. I refuse it's to. It's fucking I ridiculous. Mean. So, yeah, yeah, we're back for Extreme Rules soon and another one of these. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cool. See you in a bit. Bye.